Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us at Liberty Station. Uh, we're going to give you an update this evening. Um, and it's, it's actually a needed update, a little painful, but still it's a needed update. Uh, we alluded to it in a previous uh, program and uh, we didn't know what to expect. And we've, we've been through a couple of meetings and uh, we need to discuss it. So uh, you guys get a chance to see on a micro level what's happening macro across the country with churches in every community uh, dealing with tension, basically. So uh, joining me tonight is uh, Pastor Rick. Uh, we co-pastor God Speak Together. And then to my left is Bryce Eddy. Uh, he's channeling Ed McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anything uh, I can do to help. Yeah. So, uh, what, what I'm alluding to, and it's important for all of us to take a look at, um, I received an email and I've, I've been pastoring in this community 21 years and I've been a part of the Conejo Pastors Fellowship all 21 of those years. I've actually, I think I've been in the Conejo Pastors Fellowship longer than any pastor that's in the Conejo Pastors Fellowship at this point received an email, um, and, and I'm not part of the leadership. Uh, the three guys that headed up are great guys, uh, Kirk DeWitt, uh, Tom Steffen, and Ken Lamont. All three are friends, uh, they're brothers in the Lord, and they're good men. Please understand that. Um, I, I haven't participated in the fellowship in probably attending a meeting in probably over a year because when we chose to open, we knew that that was tough for a number of the churches, and I just didn't want to bring... Um, I just didn't want to be problematic for him. That's one of the reasons why I resigned from the council. Mm -hmm. And and Rick, this is kind of new to you, but mm -hmm. when you were in uh, Idaho Falls, you had a pastor's fellowship, and yeah. you, you went through similar things, trying to unify the evangelical community together. Yeah, for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and then, Bryce, you're going to give an insight just as somebody who, in the midst of all this, the reason why you and your family chose to call God Speak Home and what you were looking for and... I think we're all wanting to do the same thing, but these pastors took a different direction and that's all right. But let me let me set the stage for everybody. Sure. And I'll read, this is email I received. Uh, hey, pastors of the greater Conejo Valley, uh, if your church is participating in the Easter and the Conejo effort, here's what we need from you. And it goes on to describe it. Uh, and they're wanting to do banners, uh, service times that each church will have. They're not gonna do a joint Easter service. They just wanna celebrate churches that will be doing their Easter services that we're doing it jointly and in unity uh, in our community. Um, and then they wanted to send money to cover the cost for some of the printing for these banners. Um, and so they went through it and says, blessings, uh, Kirk, Ryan, and Ken, and Tom. I'm not sure who Ryan is. I think he's from Anthem. And he says, here is uh, what this is all about if you've been out of the loop. We'd like to show our unity as the body of Christ this year, especially with the division of the past two years. And that was like, red flag immediately, division. I'm like, division? You know, I, I didn't sense division, but... So a bunch of area churches are putting together an effort called Easter in the Conejo. It'll be a website where people can find out about Jesus um, and the closest Christ-centered churches to their home, a social media blitz and signs and yards and on the churches. Uh, the whole idea is to make the message of Easter inescapable for the people who live in our area and to draw as many to Christ as possible. Amen to that. Here's some wording from the website. Eastern the Conejo Valley, this initiative is made up of big group of local churches who are committed to being front-footed with the gospel of Jesus. In their Easter gatherings and ongoing weekend gatherings, Jesus is, a, is our good news. While each church may have its own nuances in what we believe about social justice, politics, and other areas of life, we all agree with this statement of faith about who God is and what the Bible is and what that means for our lives. And so it links to the statement of faith 
Um, but here is what each church would commit to being a part of something bigger on Easter than your church services, communicating with your people so they know what's happening uh, and are part of this spreading of this inescapable message, putting a banner on your church, sharing graphic pieces on your church social media, helping to cover the expenses and print pieces and shared ads in the acorn, etc. Um, the, the Calvary community will be doing the printing receiving people to your church referred through the eastercanejovalley.com website. And here's what your church is not committing to, having the same Easter message, joining a big event, and having your people give money to this cause. And then this is the statement of faith that I've subscribed to for 21 years as a pastor. I love this fellowship, and I believe in every single line of this statement of faith, and God speak has never violated the statement of faith. It says, We believe the Bible to be the inspired, the only infallible, authoritative word of God. We believe that there is one God, eternal in existence, three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We believe in the deity of our Lord Jesus Christ, in his virgin birth, in his sinless life, in his miracles, in his uh, vicarious and atoning death through his shed blood, in his bodily resurrection, in his ascension to the right hand of the Father, and in his personal return in power and glory. We believe that for salvation of the lost and sinful people, regeneration of the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential. We believe in the present ministry of the Holy Spirit by whose indwelling uh, the Christian is enabled to give uh, the, to live a godly life. We believe in the resurrection of both the saved and the lost. Those who are reborn will be in God's presence forever, and those who are not will be separated from him forever. They leave out the word hell. Uh, we believe in the spiritual unity of believers in our Lord Jesus Christ. So, that being said, uh, we were never in violation of any of these things. And one of my frustrations, and I had noted this with the leadership, is I said, why are we emphasizing this idea of two years of division? I, I've never sensed two years of division. I know that the churches disagree with you know, opening or not opening during the pandemic. Many disagreed with what we did. We disagreed with what they did. But that didn't, that didn't affect the unity based on the statement of faith we were still in unity in relation to that. And then to make the emphasis seeking unity, to make the emphasis on the nuances of uh, social justice and politics, which, um, you know, I, I struggled with. So, uh, we asked for a meeting and we got it with these pastors, actually two of the three in leadership, I guess there's four. So two of the four met with them and Rick, you were there. Micah was there, mm-hmm. pastor Micah, pastor Tony, and we met with the two fellows, and we shared with them, look, we were never in disunity. We just chose to remain open, and you're calling that division. Now, I don't see it as division. I see it as us making a choice autonomously to remain open and contending for it. And, and we said, look, we'd love to join this, but the wording is unnecessary because we've never violated the statement of faith. And uh, we'd love to join you, but we'd ask that the division of two years be taken out and the politics and social social justice be taken out. Mm-hmm. That was our request. That's correct. And and, the, and you were in agreement with it? Yeah, I was I was fully in agreement with uh talking it through. You have a relationship for a long yeah. time with these guys, and I sense that and I also sense the real mutual love that you guys have. Yeah. But to me it highlighted what's really been going on across the nation and around the world, really, uh, for the last two years through the pandemic and that choice to rise up and be the body of Christ during a time, which is an autonomous individual church's 
decision, right? right to resist that, um, the political tyranny that we sense going on. And, uh, but we were not uh, taking issue with any of the other churches. If they wanted to remain close, they, you know, they, they're autonomous. They have that ability and that freedom. So um, I think that the, the, the meeting was really fruitful, but as a result, for us to join in, we didn't really, we were the only people open. Yeah, so the, it seemed a little so, bit. So personal. in the Conejo Fellowship, the question I posed to one of the pastors was, name another church that was open. Mm. I mean, who are, you, who are you signaling this to? And I think they said one church, but I've never heard of the church. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about it. It was a small one at that. Mm-hmm. But um, So how did that make you feel after these 20 years? For you personally, Rob, just, I mean, as a pastor and in relationship and the strong stand, which is a very lonely place to be in the first place, and then to, you know, process this. Well, I, you know, the comment that we had was, look, uh, when we were facing contempt charges by the judge, where was the unity then? We had never violated the, the statement of faith. Where were you guys in unity and supporting us? You didn't have to agree with us, but you could still stand with us. Where were you, you know, and we went through the whole list of all those things. Um, I said, if we're endeavoring for unity, why now does it have to speak of division? And, and what is it that you're seeking to accomplish? And, and the, the meeting came about by my response. I said, um, uh, Kirk, Tom, and Ken, I met with pastors Micah, Tony, and Rick regarding your text inviting us to join the local uh, Conejo churches for Easter we found the email invite, and we were very excited to participate until we read the body of the email and came to some statements that were obviously pointed and directed at God speak. Um, our pastor's consensus was, why would the Conejo Pastors Fellowship want us if it's clear by your words that you consider us um, uh, to be the problem? Have we caused division over the last two years? Uh, then to list two areas that emphasize your belief that we are causing division, social justice and politics. Uh, Godspeak believes and has always stood by the statement of faith of the Conejo Pastors Fellowship, which unifies us. But to publicly direct your blame of division on us and then ask us to join you is honestly confusing. Mm-hmm. The Godspeak staff would welcome the opportunity to meet with you and get some understanding and to work through this confusion. We're committed to endeavoring towards the unity of the spirit and the bonds of peace Probably more than probably more than any one of us needs right now is another meeting, but we will make time if you're open to it. Blessings, Rob. And of course, they graciously responded. We sat down and had that meeting, um, and then they agreed that they were going to drop those things when we left that day. Oh, did they? I left, and they hadn't agreed, but we, you had laid it out, and you you lingered behind when we left. So yeah, yeah. They, but they agreed to do so. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Um, and then. Uh, a couple of back and forth. I'll leave that out because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus because these are really sweet men and I love them. Um, but but basically, um, let me see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. I won't say who wrote it. It was one of the pastors. It says, um, Hi, Rob. Thankful for you, my brother. I worked on the new wording for the Easter Conejo Valley based on our conversation this week. Unfortunately, several of the original churches who started this effort are not okay with the changes. I also struggle with it, which he didn't state at the time. I believe those words address the confusion many churches and unchurched people feel are feeling right now. We heard a lot of feeling that day. Mm-hmm. I had good conversation about this yesterday and today with uh, the other t- two guys. I believe it's best to leave it how it is uh, so that the effort can continue. The other two guys and I would also love to continue the conversation we started um, at the office. I appreciate the reminder that Rick brought that we are already unified in Christ 
now we have the opportunity to grow our relationship over time without Easter being a deadline. I'm excited about the future. Um, and then one of the pastors said, I'm disappointed that we were not able to remove the language that would be inclusive for our Easter project. So there was a little division, um, and, and I got that. But I, I wrote this, and, and this is my frustration. And, you know, I love these men, mm-hmm. and they love the Lord. There's no doubt. And, and I'll have a reason to explain to everybody why we're taking time to let everyone know this, because this is the first community in America uh, suffering with this. You know, this is what we're dealing with, and everyone across the country is dealing with it. But I wrote this. I said, um, you were, Kirk, Tom, uh, and Ken, you are not my enemy. That being said, the ideology that is enslaving people is our enemy. I would not apologize for remaining open and cannot in good conscience join a group that would label our actions as such. We never violated a single tenet of your statement of faith. I'm more than willing to own and apologize for anything I've said that would have caused division of the tenets we hold to or anything I've said that attacked my fellow shepherd's character. I have moments of verbal frustration where I'm certain I've crossed that line. That being said, an agreement was established that day in your office without any hearing. Our fellowship is dismissed by anonymous pastors. I'm at a loss to see this any other way but an agenda to publicly castigate our fellowship. This is a devastating blow to unity. I would have moved heaven and earth to facilitate a meeting with these pastors, but was never given such an opportunity. I'm currently in North Carolina being blessed by hundreds of pastors who are celebrating what God speak did. I'm at the Cove, Billy Graham's place, yet in my hometown where I have faithfully participated in the Conejo Pastors Fellowship longer than any of you, the hometown I have served as mayor, I am indiscriminately dismissed without a defense. Before I defied the restraining order of the county, I called Mike Powers, the CEO of the county, and Andrew Powers, the Thousand Oak City Manager, to ask them to just leave us alone. They said they could not, and I said, if you go public, so will we, and I do not want to do this. They were friends and still are, but they could do nothing. We went public and won. No churches thanked us when the last medical order by Dr. Levin leveled restraints on every sector but churches because of our efforts, including the governor refrained from attacking churches because of our efforts. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, now we're the source of a misguided unity to publicly castigate us. I'm struggling to see it any other way. My hurt will in no way be an obstacle of pride to write off any attempt to meet in the future. I will state, however, that if you all move forward with this publicly, I too will be public in our defense. I didn't ask for this and diligently attempted to avoid this. The decision that has been made is not mine, but belongs to those who implemented this public castigation. All that results publicly of this division from this point on finds its ownership in those that made this arbitrary decision. I ask you one last time, please don't do this. And they still went forward with it. Now, I'm not angry with them. They're not my enemies. They're my brothers. They're my friends. But it boils down to this realization that as we have spent countless hours describing what's happening to the church in America that this is an ideological attempt through critical race theory, social justice, this this idea of not knowing what the geopolitical horizon holds with this attempt of a you know a globalist movement mm-hmm. uh, of the World Economic Forum mm-hmm. uh, with Davos and also just just the intensity of what's happening that we have to we have to stand and understand this and educate our congregations. And, and to castigate over that issue is the dividing point now, it seems, from their mindset, not the tenets of the Christian faith. Right. It's the fact that you would, would, you would contend with the narrative of the attempt to try to 
infiltrate the church with doctrine that is devastating Mm -hmm. to the church. Mm -hmm. And we made a position. Now, um, I I don't know why this is a point of contention for them. Um, Maybe because they didn't remain open, they lost maybe attendance. I I, I don't know. That's a question mark. But how does this bring forward unity to to castigate the one church that remained open? Mm -hmm. Um, And and listen, folks, send us an email. Tell me where I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if if you you know fellowship at one of these churches, tell me how we missed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and where we need to apologize, we will. But to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, and to make this the issue when it has nothing to do with the tenets that unify us mm-hmm. as churches. And to make Easter, which is a season of freedom, that the, the, the tomb is empty and Christ mm-hmm. has set the captives free, mm-hmm. and everything about the gospel is freedom and liberty, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's my point. Yeah. I want to emphasize these men are not my enemy. They're my friends and they're my brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love them. I'll endeavor. This isn't going to be an issue to divide us. But we can't, we can't put our name to this um, in the sense that the, the the unity is designed around the fact that we are emphasizing and castigating the one church that remained open. I, I can't do that to the to the defense of the congregants who came here, and that's where I want you to chime in. Yeah. We, you know, we got a few minutes. Uh, share with us. Yeah, I'll be I'll be quick. I mean, you know, it's it's sad and disappointing to me, and you know, I can be rough and hardcore, but I want to be diplomatic about this stuff. I, I do think some of it comes from even our own personal story. You know, we, we left a, a church that uh, that we, we loved very much. My wife was on worship team there, and, and we left because they chose to to remain closed, and, and they were, at the time, the pastor who I, I still love to death, and we're friends, and I have great friends there, and we sat with him and talked about this, and he said, well, hey, people are scared here, and my contention was, Okay, hang on a minute. You're the shepherd. You're to tell them not to be scared and to take these bold stands, and that's what you did, and um, and that's why we came and, and ended up ultimately becoming permanent members here and mm-hmm. and have uh, and have enjoyed it, um, and we've seen that across the the country where you've been on tour, you know, getting other uh, pastors to stand up and open up and and do this and. I think, you know, here in Caneo Valley, because, you know, our, our ranks have swollen, I think there is some hard feelings and some things like that. What saddens me is there's a lot of folks that now that the CDC and everybody's starting to come around to our tune, you know, and start to say, oh, this wasn't what it was. And even as people are waking up, you know, I don't think there's going to be any apologies for those that did attack us. And I'm not saying it was these guys that, that attacked us or anything like that, but right. we know others did. So that that's where you know it really grieves my spirit because this shouldn't be the way and you lose me when you put in things like social justice and inclusion and things like that because that's the talk of the world right now mm-hmm. and I don't think they're paying attention to what's going on necessarily and again not not uh, specifically these guys because I don't know them personally but but I do know the whole of you know Christendom right now is ignoring uh, what's happening uh, on the world stage and the attacks mm-hmm. that we're really under. Now we're we're on a we're coming up to a hard break because we're getting ready to interview mm-hmm. Senator Shannon Grove. Rick, you attended Vody Bauckham's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the the, the cultural uh, uh, event, and it was phenomenal. And I've just because I was out of town, I was in mm-hmm. North Carolina. I mean, he addressed all these issues. Can you close yes. us out with an understanding of really what this is about and what we're contending for and why we do what we do? Well, kind of 
leaping off of where what you've already shared and that since of this fellowship i think it's so important to understand that god by his grace has raised you up to be a voice right now to the body of christ across the nation and so this is a, a battle of ideology but it's we're seeing it in my uh micro but it's macro yeah yeah and and with that uh Bodhi, Bacham, somebody that is a wonderful black brother in the Lord, he, with great courage, just totally dismantled dismantle social justice. And he was telling me, he's like, you know, this white guilt thing, he said, people just try to give me a check. Because he said, man, if you got to ease your conscience, give me your check for your white guilt. <laughs> <laughs> but for him, it's, it's, it's literally comical coming from this place. And... Um, People don't realize that the the ideology is socialism. It's a yeah, color yeah. war. It's communism that is sweeping yeah. around the world, really dividing s- us by mutable traits. That's right. And and you mentioned Davos and Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Uh, the Soros. Uh, yeah. Those are the architects of this yeah. division. Yes. And and all of the leaders of the world are going to that every year, and then going back and then implementing these things. And so I think it's so important. There's more at stake than just a website in the Conejo Valley. We are really contending against spiritual darkness that is satanic in nature, it Mm -hmm. is global in nature, and we're standing up. And rather than, it's really a clarion call that Christ sets us free because they want to shut the church. They want to muzzle us and shame us with social justice arguments and, and, and all of these things. Yeah. And we're just not going to be quiet. And my frustration is we're being shamed and castigated by those that we love. Yeah. And and that's, yeah. and so, you know, it, rock in a hard place. So mm-hmm. folks, uh, limited short time tonight because we, we got a hard mm-hmm. break. Uh, we got Senator Grove coming in. Mm-hmm. We want to record this and send it to you. You have any insights, comments, let us know at info at godspeak.com. Mm-hmm. Just shoot us an email. We'd love to read them online. You agree with us, disagree, you're from one of these fellowships and you think we're way out of line, just let it all out. I mean, I'm open to it. Yeah. I mean, this is, this we're is endeavor. Yeah, we're transparent. People. <laughs> we'll deal with it. We'll read it online. So, and you, there might, you go. Be, might be a, across the nation and then their, their small community yeah. is going through the exact. Yeah, if you're same dealing thing. with this in your community, let us know. Yeah. Let's work through it together yeah. and figure out a blueprint. Yeah. But until next time, we got to cut it short because we got a hard break. It's been a delight to be with you. Please send us those emails and thank you for your support, your prayers. You are a tremendous blessing to us here at Liberty Station. God bless you guys. Good night, everybody. Good night.